Welcome everyone to an online friend simulator. Because everyone can use a friend, even online. I am Francis, aka the other guy. Thank you so much for tuning in. This is the place where you can find that friendly voice in a world that is getting increasingly more lonely. Let's start off the conversation here on this fine, fine episode to talk about you. Yes, you. I want to know what's happening with you. I want to know how you folks are out there. What are you all up to? Hopefully everyone is surviving this frigid winter. I know those in California are experiencing, well, did experience rain in the past week. For those who are laughing at us because it's just rain... Look, rain is a big deal for us. <laughs> you know, we do not know. We as Californians do not know what to do when water is falling from the sky. So for us, it's it's a little it's a little shaky as to how we survive for that type of weather. But I hope everyone who is listening are keeping safe. You know, uh, staying warm. <clears throat> I mean, look. I appreciate that a lot of people out there find this winter rather dreadful, but personally for me, I am a fan of winter. Um, I just love myself a good bit of cold. It usually means blankets. It usually means hot chocolate. It usually means cuddling, whatever that is. You know, it's, a, it's just a nice time of year for me. Most because in the summer, you know, you can only cool yourself off so much. You know, you can only get so much ice. You can only have so many fans on you. Air conditioning can only last so long. But in the wintertime, you know, just covering, your, covering yourself in just all of these blankets. There's just something really nice about it. It's a lovely, lovely feeling, you know. <clears throat> but anyway, I really do want to know what's up with you. Please send an email at uh, OFSShow at gmail.com or a voicemail at 347-450-4335. I do want to know how you all are doing out there who do listen. And uh, I really do appreciate all of you out there who are taking the time to to hear me out, so to speak. So anyway, why don't we go ahead and turn this boat around and let's talk about eh, maybe what's going on in my neck of the woods everything's perfectly all right now we're fine we're all fine here now thank you how are you how am i well um i'm doing all right actually i am uh, doing another show much sooner than most people probably anticipated maybe not i don't know i don't know what you guys are thinking but i am back for another show and it's been uh, a very pleasant last couple of weeks last week i guess sorry it hasn't been that long um I'm reconnecting with an old acquaintance, which is ever so surprising. I mean, ever so often, someone will just out of the blue reach out and talk to me via the Facebook or Twitter or whatever. Like, the, there's people out there who, for some reason, want to connect, and I love it. I, I'm always in shock when it happens. And what normally happens during those situations, though, because this has happened in the past, is... I'm really bad at uh, typed conversation, and uh, it'll quickly just fizzle out, and I'll never hear from them again, uh, which is just my style. I'm a much more in-person talker because I'm a listener. That's kind of 
that's more in my nature to do is to listen and ask questions and find out about their lives because I'm so interested in people's lives. I'm so interested in what's going on in the world of those who want to be my friend. And so I find it much easier for me to be the listener than to be the person trying to hold a conversation over type. Which is funny because I actually recently did a show, a show that had been on hiatus for like the last four months. Um, and talked about how I used to have AOL Instant Messenger and I would juggle 10, 15 different, you know, chats with people because, you know, I was a part of an online community and I was friends with all of them and I wanted to talk to all of them and I wanted to see what's going on. And I would just hold all these different conversations at once. Um, and I was able to do it for hours and months and days. And I know I'm going in all odd order with that, but I, that's what I used to do. And now I am lucky if I can hold someone's interest in like a few messages. I mean, there was one person I messaged, you know, was very nice, was like asking how I was doing. And we were catching up a little bit. And I replied with a novel, as I often do. And I just did it. Right now with this new person who was trying to uh, reconnect and I'm, I, for some reason, when I'm, I think that's why people f fizzle out is because I just write them this novel. I'm like, I don't, they're like, I don't have time to read that. <laughs> I don't, uh, I don't know. I, I'm just, thanks, you know, and they move on with life. And I very much expect this is going to happen here as well, but it is, it is what it is. So, um, it, it's really what I kind of like about Facebook specifically, because I don't really get this kind of reconnect on Twitter. There have been several people in my life that have tried to reconnect with me on Facebook, and I think it's really fun that that is where they want to do it. Uh, and, and I think it's because the environment, despite the fact that they're selling your information or like trying to get as much info about you to to give to, I don't know, companies or shadow governments or whatever, whatever, whatever Facebook happens to be doing, it's a whole lot less toxic in my mind than Twitter is. I think it's because it's just an easier to control environment. I get to pick and choose who I want to talk to, and I don't have to worry about using it so much for promotional uh, purposes like I do with Twitter. Like Twitter, I want to be able to to shout out my podcast and other people's podcasts that I'm a part of or, or, you know, whatever. I don't want to be able to do that. And Facebook, it's more just people I know, you know, and it's just, it, it seems rather, I mean, I understand that they're under a lot of scrutiny and a lot of controversy, man, nothing beats kind of the ease of use of Facebook for me personally. I mean, I'm sure there's just millions of people who have already like dumped it for something else, or ah, there's probably another social media thing that I don't even know about. That's like the craze. But for me, it seems to be uh, the way to go. But, you know, I'm going to do something a little weird right now because we're talking about social media. And I and this is going to be a little bit of an extension of stuff that I was talking about last episode in regards to kind of the uh, the rough edges of social media. But these. Oh, man, I don't know. Twitter is this kind of poison pill I have to swallow, I think. Like, I need to live with it because of what I was talking about with the promotional stuff. I think I just have to. 
But I really, really, really want to quit Twitter. Like, I really want to just, just shut it off because Twitter is, man, I don't know. It is a, a cesspool sometimes when it comes to things. And I use mutes and blocks religiously. Like, I mute as many topics as I possibly can because, well, it's just, you know, people, everyone's angry, right? Everyone's upset. And on Facebook, you kind of get that in the comments, but it, it it takes more effort to kind of see the 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 vileness in Facebook. But with Twitter, it's so available because they have their trending topics, and you know people are retweeting things, and it's just easier to kind of see what Twitter really is and what it's kind of showing me. Because it's a place where I'm beginning to realize that people are really trying to look for bad guys everywhere. It is a place where people just openly villainize one of each, one another. And it's where the lines are drawn, right? Where the average Twitter personality thinks that they're the one good person and everyone else is just garbage. And I get it. Look, I get it. You know, we all want to believe we're the good guy. You know, we all want to believe we're the hero in our own stories, right? In our own, in our own minds, in our own narratives, right? We want to believe that, that we're not capable of evil, you know, but to me, it seems that there's people out there, and I apologize for this ahead of time. I realize I'm getting into a little bit of a rant. But again, I just, it's just something I've noticed recently. And and people are just, they're so hung up on them wanting to be the good guy. That they're just, that they, they, they have this, this need to cast aspersions on anyone they don't think is 100% on their side. I mean, personally, I think it's actually really disgusting. <laughs> I mean, look, people like myself, who I never really talk about my side of anything. And I, mind you, I am talking a little bit. Of, I'm talking actually a lot about politics. But it also, as I've mentioned before, can go into fandoms, can go into DC versus Marvel, can go into to Ghostbusters versus new, new Ghostbusters. It could, you know, whatever. Like all of those things, it can go there. <clears throat> but I don't try to, I don't ever vocally pick those signs because I know, I know that if I do, I will automatically get bullied and harassed by people who think they're the good guys, <clears throat> who will think that they are trying to save my soul in some way. Everyone's become an evangelist of their ideas and their, I guess, their beliefs. And so, you put out an opinion that's remotely political and one side or the other, whichever side you happen to lean on will attack you like a, like a, like a, like a, just a ravenous dog trying to chew your leg off. And there is no room for nuance, right? There's no room for truth or fact. <clears throat> and somebody, and I, I bet though, I'm certain people out there are thinking, well, I, I, I only go by truth and fact. Uh, okay. Sure. I think everyone believes that. 
I think everyone who is fighting the other side believes that they are going off of their truth and fact. And you can, I, I already hear people now say, well, no, there's, their truth isn't true. They're, they're, they're all lies. And they're both, the, the funny thing is they're both, they're just both saying it to each other. And I see it, it, it's just weird because it's like they enjoy that, right? Like I, like they get a kick out of it. Like they get a high off of just finding things that are wrong with other people or telling other people they're wrong or telling other pe- calling people names or or lumping people into into groups that are um considered uh grotesque and that's what people are doing and it, it boggles my mind like it, it boggles my mind so much because it really does make it seem like these folk feel is so good when they can look at someone else and immediately Without any thought, any research, anything. They just want to be able to look at someone, which is happy. Look, <laughs> again, doesn't matter what it is. It could be geeks. It could be nerds. It could be um, uh, LGBTQ people. It could be um, whatever it is. I'm not trying to, like, lump it all into politics. It's everything now. Everyone just looks at someone immediately and just deems them the enemy. And there's a sense of the self-righteous ego that comes with a, with this never this, with with never wavering in the face of reality. There's just this ego, and I refuse. Here's the worst part: I refuse to feel guilty for not choosing a side in any of these matters that throw out there. Now, mind you, if it's something silly like movies and and whatnot, I'll, I'll, I'll put a obviously I'll put an opinion in there, whether I like something or not, you know, or if I if I enjoy something or not in a video game or whatever. Like I think that stuff, like review stuff like that, is so so unimportant. But when it comes to the bigger things, I, I don't want to put myself out there, and I know. I, people hate that. They hate that. Like, oh, you gotta, you gotta pick the right side. It's like, wh- here's the thing, you know. Like, I, I, I just, I just go off of data. I just go off of information. I look at that information. I dissect it. I process it, and I use it, you know. Which is probably why I don't say anything because I never really ever have all of the information. I'm not just gonna shoot off the hip and say like, oh, this person is this or that person is that. I'm just, I just refuse. Okay. Because really, in the end, those people who are arguing, they really don't care about anything. You know, I, I don't believe this is true. This is you can, I don't mind look, send me the hate mail, send me whatever you want, but I don't I actually believe that those who are yelling the loudest, those who those who are fighting the hardest, sometimes I believe not all of them, I believe some of them look, obviously there's exceptions to the rule, but I feel the vast majority the vast majority of the general public, especially, don't actually care about anything, like any information, any anything. It doesn't matter. <clears throat> it doesn't matter. All they want to be is right. And all they want to do is make sure that the other side looks evil and bad. And they just want to be able to bully the other side and bully people. That's all these, that's all they want to do. They want to feel like they have the right to make people feel like absolute garbage and feel good about it. They want to feel good about it. You know, it doesn't matter what the moral implication is. It doesn't matter what uh, what they're fighting for. All that matters. And this is, again, an observation. I could be – I'm certain that I'm probably 100% wrong. But based on what I've seen, this is, again, just an observation that just simply being able 
to just lump anyone in one group or another as the as this horrific human being is all they want to do. They just want to feel superior to whatever side they don't like, whatever it happens to be. And again, this doesn't just encompass politics. This encompasses everything else. We live in a society where all we care about is being able to hurt other people. We want to hurt people. That's all it seems like to me. And it it hurts my head and it breaks my heart that that's the case. And I'm sorry that this is what I'm talking about on the show because I, I don't like being so heavy handed on stuff. You know, I don't like talking about heavy things, but it is getting to the point for me that I feel like I have to get rid of that I have to get rid of something that I enjoy, that I have to get rid of something that I actually like utilizing as a tool because it's getting so disgusting in that, in that space because people just, I don't know. So anyway, I, I just had to get that out there. I, I, I don't know if it means anything to anybody. I don't think, it, I don't know if anyone really cares, but it, it's, it's so heartbreaking to me. It really is that there is no room for 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 mediation or dis or any type of discourse. It's just we have to be able to make other people look disgusting, and that's it. <sighs> anyway, jeez. <laughs> oh man. Anyway, I despite all that, let's talk about something a whole lot less. Heavy and talk about like what other stuff I've been doing. Uh, what are you guys into like TV wise, movie wise? Like recently, I've actually stepped. I mean, I play. I'm putting away the the video games for a little bit. Not so much putting it away, but I I'm putting a little less time on the video games and trying to catch up on my stories, aka superhero television. Um. Oh, and Better Call Saul and The Orville. <laughs> but like the Flash started again, and and I've been I caught up on on uh, The Gifted, and I've been watching um, The Runaways, and, uh, but, yeah, I, I want to just, just kind of um, stick to the Orville for a moment, though, because I just want to say this, I am a fan of Star Trek, I'm an unabashed fan of Star Trek, now, I've only seen a few of the original episodes, so maybe I'm not that big of a fan, apparently, because I never watched all of the original series, you know, with William Shatner and, and Leonard Nimoy, uh, but I've watched all of the 90s shows with uh, from Next Generation to Voyager, so I have watched that. And I dove head first um, into that kind of sci-fi world. That's kind of my thing. And you know, I used to watch the last na- – my, my, one of my favorite movies as a kid growing up was The Last Navigator. Um, or um, – oh, my gosh. What is that movie where the kid – he's on – he plays an arcade game. Uh, on the Flight of the Navigator and the Last Starfighter, I mixed up those two. So, Flight of the Navigator and the Last Starfighter used to be my two like go to sci fi movies when I was a kid, and I think both were Disney too, which is kind of weird. Uh, but I used to do, I used to love those films, and so here I am. I find this glut of no sci fi, even though I know that Battlestar Galactica exists. I just haven't gone around to watching it yet. Um, I've watched some of the first season. Because a, f- uh, a friend of uh, mine and a former uh, podcast co-host uh, Shelley, uh, she she let me have or lend me lent me not let me have but lent me her copy of um, 
uh, of Battlestar of the lead of the recent Battlestar Galactica. Not uh, not uh, I don't know when was that original one? Like eighties, maybe I don't know. I don't remember. But anyway, so all that said, I am now watching the Orville, and I watched and I had seen the first season when it first came out. I actually really liked it. It it had all of the trappings and all of the kind of the gimmicks of the the next generation star trek the next generation and that that is right now that has been and is my favorite of the the star trek shows and i grew up with that i i i watched it religiously it was only me too that watched it religiously my parents would do something else and i would just sit there and watch that show and uh, sit right in front of the TV. I, I remembered, and just 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 glued onto that show. And the Orville just gives me that same kind of love. And this isn't to say anything bad about Star Trek Discovery. I, I just haven't really gotten around to that one either. And the few episodes I did see when it first came out, I, it all right didn't really do it for me. But that's me. So far, people seem to really like it. Um, but because I don't have CBS All Access, I get my fix with the Orville, which is, to me, surprisingly funny and sweet and very sci-fi uh, with that whole moral of the message of the week type of deal. <clears throat> I'm I'm actually a fan of the show. And look, I don't like Seth MacFarlane's other stuff. I, I mean, I liked Family Guy when it first came out before it got canceled. You know, I thought it was really funny before it got canceled, but when it came back, it, it, recy- it just kept recycling kind of that sense of humor, and it never really evolved to my in my mind. It never really evolved. Um, American Dad was fine. I, I, I saw a little bit of that, but wasn't a huge fan. And um, there was one other, and I can't remember what it was, but uh, yeah. I, I Look, look, I'm glad that he has his sense of humor. I thought Ted was fine, the movie, um, but... I think he really hit gold with the Orville. So just wanted to say, if you, if anyone out there is a fan of the Orville, I say watch the Orville. Uh, but anyway, there you go. Um, one last thing uh, before I get to the topic at hand, and, and maybe you'll, you'll find this funny, but um, every once in a while, I'll, every once in a while, I'll check my spam folder. Okay. Now, I don't know how many people out there check their spam folder a spam folder but I, I i do it just like once every week or something just in case something fell through the cracks and made it in there well one email caught my eye because the subject was my what was my email address colon a password i use for my throwaway accounts now that really surprised me that shocked me i'm like oh jeez what am i i'm going to have to I'm going to have to change things. Oh, this is going to be the worst, you know? So I was concerned. Uh, I mean, it bothered me to the point where I actually am going to start paying for, and I I recommend people do this too. Uh, something called last, uh, well, not last pass, but one password, uh, which is recommended by uh, a website called, did I think it's didigetpwned.com, which tells you whether or not your information was leaked and any of those big, you know, uh, info uh, security leaks that happened uh, uh, over the last few years, and mine has been leaked all over the place, according to <laughs> according to that website. I all my stuff is all over the place, apparently. But but this one had an a one uh, had a kind of a, a one that I use 
on things that I don't care about. It's stuff that I it's like for contests or something, and they just want me to put a password for it. I'm like, ah, fine, it's a contest, it's fine. Uh, if it's something that's just whatever, I kind of just use it as the password. Anyway, so this email is like how it caught me on webcam watching porn that apparently this porn website, he had infused kind of this software that'll keylog my stuff and 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 check my uh, webcam and turn on my webcam and watch me while I'm enjoying porn, right? And he, I'm assuming it's he, I don't know, it could be a she, whatever. But, um, you know, he, he says, oh, I saw you, saw you watching this porn. And in parentheses, it's really funny. He goes, uh, oh, yeah, and you have really good taste or something to that effect. It was really stupid. Anyway, so he says, I, I did all this stuff, and he threatens to, sh- to, to send this video with my webcam footage to my 14 contacts, which may include my significant other. Little did this person know that I am a sad, lonely, single loser without a significant other, and anyone who doesn't who's surprised that this single dude is watching porn I don't know how they're going to be affected by this, in all honesty. I mean, is it embarrassing? Sure. But, eh, whatever. Also, I never plug in a webcam unless I'm doing a show that requires a webcam. So I have no idea. Like, this is obviously some kind of canned, badly done English type of um, uh, threat. Um, But I, I don't ever put my webcam on unless I'm, you know doing a show that requires my face to be shown like super geeked up or something. But yeah, I mean, that's really the rub, right? No pun intended is that this guy has nothing, but it's funny that they wanted like 900 bucks for me. <clears throat> Otherwise they'd, uh, they'd show somebody stuff. I don't know. It was really weird, but be careful people on the internet. Be careful. Um, <clears throat> You really, you really should be aware of your passwords. You know, take take security seriously. Otherwise, the next person who gets that type of email will actually have something to worry about. Will actually have something to be scared about. I mean, I don't nobody. I don't think any. Like again, I never have a webcam on. Like my webcam is nowhere near my my computer right now. It's stashed away until I need it. I have no fear of my face ever being on there while I'm looking at whatever it is you know so just be careful all right guys just you know put tape on i i don't i don't think it's at all weird if you put tape on your webcam or not not. i think it's actually a good idea you don't you don't want any of that business you know the mic is a little different though you know the mic they'll they'll be able to hear you on the mic maybe but i mean whatever you know they can't see your face so it doesn't really matter but there you go um kind of felt weird to get that it's like, oh, I'm somebody. <laughs> oh, look at me. I'm a, I'm a thing. So I, I find that. I just, just found that just funny. Anyway, uh, let's get on to the topic at hand, shall we? What? No. Yes. Yes. Topic today. We're going to be talking about, well, we we're talking about sex. So let's talk about, let's talk about robots and AI, shall we? Yay. Robots and AI. And sex. <laughs> Look, I've always had a fascination with robots since I was a child. 
I love Voltron. I love Robotech. I love Transformers, GoBots, all that stuff. I loved it. I loved it. And I think currently, in our current climate, despite everything I just ranted about in the beginning of the show, we have a love-hate relationship with robots. Futurists see robots robots, as the future of jobs. They'll be doing all of the labor, the extensive labor and whatnot. They'll be doing all the physical labor. Robots will take over for, you know, all sorts of things. Burger flipping, for instance. They had a robot that was breaking, uh, flipping burgers. Um, they have robots on assembly lines. They have robots everywhere. Um, they have robots uh, in medicine where the AI uh, is able to diagnose people more accurately based off of the symptoms. Um, there are lawyers that use robotics, more AI than robots, really. But a- the AI is able to look up codes and regulations, Right. Way faster than a person is going through a book or something. And they're able to come up with a litigation of some sort faster than any human. All right. That's that's the future, man. That's the future. There is even a robot bartender in Vegas. I had seen it myself. That'll mix you a drink. Or as uh, one guy did, a Diet Coke with a slice of lime, which wasn't as exciting. (laughs) But luckily, the person after them got some kind of cocktail. And you got to wash the arm you know, get a shot of this, get a shot of that, get ice, get a get a shaker. Well, it's all in a shaker. Shake the shake the actual drink, like they actually shake the drink, and then pour it into a glass. It was really cool. It was really fun. So we are. I mean, as the saying goes, we are uh, looking forward to our. Robot overlords, but um, look, whether they are going to take all of the jobs away or not uh, from us meatbags, they are, without a doubt, the future. <clears throat> Coughing a lot, sorry, it's a little late. Um, but look at movies, for instance. Look at cinema, right? Uh, let's look at computers and robots in a different sense, uh, in a more humanistic sense, right? I think cinema has really shown us our fascination with the types of relationships we can have with our electronic counterparts, right? Her with uh, Joaquin Phoenix and uh, Scarlett Johansson is a great example of how an AI with a lovely voice can make us amorous, right? Then there was Ex Machina, where we had uh, kind of a multi-billionaire create an, uh, a human-like android, actually several human-like androids that were so close to human that it rustled our jimmies, right? Like it got us freaked out a little bit. And that's just movies. Think about other things like anime, right? Like, oh my God, anime has a whole thing about androids and robots and stuff like that that pales in comparison. And I, I, it makes sense to me. Look, I, I think in that sense it makes sense to me because, you know, um, in Japan there's kind of an epidemic. Actually, technically, I guess worldwide maybe? I don't remember the, if the, the study was just U.S. and Japan, but there is a little bit of an epidemic or a lot of bit of an e- epidemic on loneliness amongst people. Like, people are lonely. Uh, and in Japan specifically, so much so that there are actual products being made to help people feel like they're not alone. 
there was a there was this product product um, that I had seen on I don't remember Reddit I think it was a hologram in the pers- persona <laughs> of a of an, an anime kind of like a idol you know the anime idols um, and it was uh, developed specifically to combat loneliness um, amongst Japanese males uh, I think. Us dudes suffer the loneliness more, I think, than women do. I don't know. I mean, I th- I'm sure certainly fe- there'll be females out there who will will contest that, but um, maybe, maybe not. I don't know. But this was a uh, it was a hologram. It's like a little disc. It's like a like a foot tall, maybe two foot tall, kind of disc, uh, the cylindrical thing that would show a holographic image of a, uh, of again, the idol. And what it would do is it would like wake you up in the morning, right? Greet you in the morning to wake you up. Maybe if you had um, some smart devices, it would make your coffee, right? Uh, during your day at work, it'll text you and see how you're doing. Ask how it's going on. It, it's smart enough to reply to your texts. If you say, oh, I'm doing all right. It's like, oh, that's good. You know, it'll actually reply to your texts. Um, and hold a conversation with you. And when you're going home, even I think it was this was one of the things. And again, I I, I had only the um, the closed captions to kind of give me um, uh, to give me the subtitles to give me what was going on, uh, give me an idea of what's going on. But like it'll ask if you're coming home soon, and it, that it, it misses you, and or she misses you, I guess, because it is a female AI and. You know, and she'll greet you when you get home and and it'll, she'll even watch TV with you and make comments on the shows you're watching and whatnot. And it'll do all this stuff. It, it, it'll just do all this stuff for you. And it, it just, you know, it, it just makes it just makes sense that, that this hologram would just make you feel cared for because it was responding to you in a way that a regular person would. The only difference is you can't touch them. You know, and that's how people in Japan are dealing with the 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 trouble with companionship is through stuff like that. You know, and and there are stories all the time, all the time, because they have these games that allow you to have relationships, right? Um, with the character in the game, and there have been stories of of Japanese men marrying these these game counterparts, right? Because they're, you know, I wasn't kidding when I said there's an epidemic of loneliness there. There really is. Uh, But not just in the relationship factor too. We're talking about just friendship and, and just having someone there. For a lot of people, pets are a great way to kind of combat loneliness, right? People have pets so that they have some, thing to take care of, something to talk to and to um, to kind of give it, you love in a way that, you know, maybe this AI can't do because a, a cat or a dog will cuddle up to you, will, will in, a, in the case of a cat, will rub its head against you or something, or in the case of a dog, will just lay on top of you. Cats will do the same thing, of course, but, you know, these pets will give you a sense of of love and companionship that you might not get anywhere else. And to go back to the robots, there are, and this has happened, they're doing this. There's been studies and stuff where they have put out a, a robotic pet, a robotic dog at um, elderly homes, right? They'll, they'll, 
and they'll because the elderly are some of the biggest demographics of lonely, of people who are lonely because you know they are you know they may not have the same uh no they definitely don't have nec- well I don't say definitely but they don't have the same kind of mobility and they don't have the same kind of social skills like they used to you know it's hard for them maybe to process things because of you know you know because age just does that of course and and so sometimes all they need is that simple kind of affection and a robot dog simulating a real dog apparently is enough for some people and it apparently works to be able to give the type of affection that those older folks need that's incredible to me that that a hologram and a robot dog can substitute sometimes can substitute for the real thing and look the reason why I'm talking about this at all is because loneliness, it hurts you physically. It actually hurts your physical well-being. You know, people need will look for alternatives for being lonely. I look to food for to curb my loneliness quite often. You know, it's terrible, but it's true, <laughs> you know. And there was a study done, for instance, and this is, has nothing to do with my food thing. This just has. This is just loneliness in general. They did like a whole thing about loneliness, and apparently, and I, I'm sorry for laughing, but this is incredible. It can impact impact your mortality in, in a way as if you were smoking 15 cigarettes a day. It actually can be considered more dangerous than obesity according to uh, a doctor by the name of uh, Douglas Namasek, uh, the chief medical officer for behavioral health at Cigna. That's a, that's a real doctor <laughs> telling you, hey, there is, this is, being lonely is bad for you. And there have been surveys that have just stated, hey, there's so many people out there who are lonely. I mean, there was even a study that said that there is a 30% increase in risk to your mortality. Of pre- there is a risk of premature death, a 30% rise in that if you are a lonely person. This is no joke, which is why robots and AI may play an important role in keeping us alive and keeping us motivated, right? It'll give us... It won't make us feel, I mean, I mean, I don't know how well it will replace a flesh and blood person. As someone who's been very lonely for a very long time, I have known life with a companion. I have known that life. And I am, I'm amazed. I remember during that time how amazed that someone else would want to spend any type of time with me, let alone in this type of intimate fashion. So can AI and uh, and robots do that for us? Can her can 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 someone like her do that for for you? And I mean her the movie. Is that possible? Because really, look, at least it's, it, it, when it comes to love, dating sucks. Online dating is even worse. So finding a friend, okay, maybe that's easier online. You know, like. Especially if you're a part of a group or if you're a gamer, you know, it's easier to kind of find like-minded people, I would say. But the problem is, is that they're online, right? They're not with you in person. And I'll admit the vast majority of my friends are online. And for me, it doesn't really make up 
you know, when I talk to them online for when I do get to see them in person, when I get to see them face to face and I can give them a hug or a handshake, that to me, that experience just changes my whole mood. It gives me that positive mental health that I crave. Just being in front of a real life people and interacting with them is so important. I get that. I, I don't get that much. I mean, I get that a few times a year, really. And so I see this and I, and I see that, that maybe in the friends and even relationship aspect, this might be the future because we might have to be on the lookout for these robots replacing our real world, real world companionship, right? Just to go back to sex, sex robots, right? They exist. The real doll exists and they're getting more and more advanced I think I read an article recently where the AI is having a personality of their own and they can have a conversation with you and they can, and, and they can move, right? They can move to some degree and they can do stuff, right? They can do stuff for you. Um, not in the sexy sense, just like in the regular sense, just like whatever, like cuddling or something, right? And I'm fairly certain, you know, this may help uh, and provide that, uh, that, that closeness, that lonelier folk, men and women both, mind you, that that they'll that that what they need they'll have through this. I mean, ideal in the end, really, we're a few years away from perfecting this, I think, but we do have alternatives that I that I believe are 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 tried and true. I think that's why people, you know, go to Twitch. That's why people go to, you know, camera websites. I'm just. Just leave it at that. But they go to these places because we all crave attention. We all crave that 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 sense of of importance, validation. Like our existence is validated when someone out there call, says our name or you know acknowledges our existence, and we need that as human beings. We need that because isolation sucks. Isolation isolation is rough in general, and so. Hopefully this is hopefully this is the answer we're looking for. So anyway, uh, I mean, I look. I said all that really just to say that I'm predicting that robots and AI are our future companions. Uh, we're going to be married to them, right? We're going to have relationships with them, and hopefully it won't be weird. <laughs> now I'm not really saying everyone will, right? Obviously we'll still have regular people getting together and having a thing, and I'm sure that we're going to have to get over a stigma of people being with their AI and their robots and whatnot. But I really don't see why this can't happen in all honesty. I don't, I mean, especially if we can't find local friendships and local, local partners uh, through tra tra traditional means, right? Like through our traditional means of just being out there, maybe we just can't find it that way. So why not fall in love with a voice that sounds like Scarlett Johansson or an android that looks like um, Alicia Vikander, right? Vikander? Or Benedict Cumberbatch, or, you know, whatever. You know, whatever you're into. Like, how, why not? Why, why not, right? It might be the way that we survive this crazy world. Because, look, I, again, I are, with everything that's going on, with all of just... You know, all of this, just this, this acid just being thrown at everybody. Isn't it time, right? That we could have a little bit of love. Anyway, 
I, I want to know your thoughts. So let's go into the question of the week. Um, I don't have. I'll use this soundbite. Okay, that made no sense. <laughs> I guess what no makes no sense either for the topic of the week, but I, I, I'm just using whatever sound bites I have available to me right now. <laughs> oh man, I gotta, I gotta work on these. I gotta, I gotta work on these. Anyway, um, so here's the question of the week: Do you think AI and robots are the future, or am I just nuts? <laughs> am I just crazy? Or look, I might not have covered. I mean, I'm just saying this is a type of alternative to curb loneliness. Maybe there are others that I don't know about. Uh, so what are the other alternatives uh, that we can find for for finding um, a partner or a friend uh, that we wouldn't be able to find by traditional means, you know? Let me know. OFSshow at gmail.com, 347-450-4335. That spells out geek right at the end. I'd love to hear your thoughts on this, what you think um, – Maybe the alternatives to this, because yeah, look, like, like I said, I, 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 I mean, look, I'm not going to lie, how lonely I am. I feel it quite often, and um, I don't think I'd hate it if I had a robot. Had a robot to love. If I had a robot to love. Oh my god, I I promised I'd stop singing, and I I sang. Ugh. Anyway, uh, let's go into the emails, shall we? All right, this is from uh, Tommy of Just Completely Uncalled For. Thanks again, Tommy. You are like the number one fan of the Sincere Sarcasm shows, (laughs) or whatever you want to call it. Um, Hi, the other guy. I feel that you are often apologetic about your show's content, and that you frequently say that you don't want the show to be just about you. My recommendation is that you commit to what you want to say and you say it without asking for the listener's permission and power through it. It is a, If it's about you, then so be it. You're the one paying for it and doing the work. Sure, interaction with the audience is cool, but and maybe the listeners have some good ideas, but ultimately, it's your show. Thanks, Tommy. Yep. As you can see in this one, I tried not to. I may have said it once, I think, where I apologized about something. I'm sure I, I apologize about everything, but yeah, look, I... Uh, I took that email to heart before even doing this episode. So, I mean, this show's this episode's running long because I went with what I felt was worth talking about. And yeah, look, I'm hoping that I can incorporate what other people want to talk about. But if nobody wants to contribute, which is perfectly fine too, I'm just an I'm just a passive listener to all of my podcasts that I that I listen to, that I subscribe to. I don't ever interact with them really. On occasion, maybe if I'm passionate enough, but the vast majority of the time, I do not interact with my podcasts that I listen to. And I mean my podcast, I mean the just the podcast on my on my app that I listen to podcasts, and that's all. I don't ever really interact with them. So, um, if that's the case, boom, this is what this is going to be kind of how the format is from here on out. Maybe, well, most likely with a change in the voice, uh, the, the sound bites or whatever. But anyway. That is it. That is our show. Thank you, everyone, for listening to this simulator of friendship, this online friend simulator. We are here for you, I, which which is the royal we. I am here for you. Um, I am, a, like I said, I'm a listener at heart, and that's what I do. I love to listen. I love to be able to it, not necessarily provide advice, but just be able to to to, to talk it out. 
And uh, if you are willing to do that on this show, that is greatly appreciated. Before I even get into any of the stuff that you can set me, like find me on, do me one big favor. All right, just do me this one big favor. Go on to iTunes or Apple Podcasts or or Google Play, whatever you're doing to find podcasts. If you if you don't want to write in, if you don't want to do any of that business, you don't have to. Just you don't. All I want you to do is put in a five star review on the show. I want people to find the show. Right now, it's kind of stagnant. Not a lot of not a lot of traction. And I need your help to do this. I need your help to get the word out that the show even exists. So please, please, please go on to your podcatcher of choice and put that review in. Put that five star. Put in a review. It could be a one word review, I think. Maybe not. Maybe like a five word review. Just say, hey, it was cool. Oh, yeah, this is a fine show. Whatever it is. All of that stuff exposes the show in that in that trench coat sort of way. It just exposes it to the world. And um, people can gobble it up as they see fit. So please, please, please do that if you can. The more people who do it, the more likely the show will get a bigger audience and I can do more with it, you know, because I, inter- I think interaction is super important in this show. Um, it is what friends do. We interact with each other and I would like to interact with you. Um, if only just to get it out there. If you can do that, please do it. All right. This is the part you can fast forward through if you'd like. <laughs> I only say that because I think people do that, right? Like, if they're paying attention, they're like, oh, no, it's the outro stuff. Boop, boop, boop. Next show. Next show. Um, oh, uh, find me on uh, two other shows. You know, let me let me just really plug the other shows I'm on. Points of Interest Podcast Podcast at pypodcast.com. I know that's a lot of the word podcast. <laughs> but I am on that show with Josh Hawks. I am his co-host on that show. So we talk a bunch of stuff. Like, it's kind of like this. Um, it's, you know, it's topic-y, uh, in the sense of he'll come up with a topic and we'll discuss, but, um, you know, it's not just me ranting for like half an hour. So take a look at that if you can, or No Ordinary Nerd at NoOrdinaryNerd.com. I do a show, I, I have, uh, guested and, um, and I think a regular co-host now, as opposed to a guest co-host, I'm a regular co-host on their show. Um, and we're going to be talking about, uh, Spider-Man into the Spider-Verse soon, so please take a listen to that. I am on that show now, all, um, I think for like the, like the last four episodes. So I think it's worth your while. Anyway, OFSshow at gmail.com is the place where you can uh, send your feedback and comments and all that good stuff. My voicemail, my text message, business 347-450-4335, as I had mentioned earlier. The website you can go to for all this good stuff, like, I don't know, a podcast called Sincere Sarcasm, which actually has a new episode out after four months of nothing. It is back, sincersarcasm.net. Uh, Twitter, even though I just railed on Twitter, but Instagram and all that good stuff, all my social media, at AKA the other guy, if you are at all interested in following me there. All right. Thank you, everyone, for hanging out. Thanks, everyone, for taking a listen, and I will talk to you all next time. And please know that you have a friend in me. I need to bring that back because I want people. That's a message I feel like it. I don't want it ever to get lost to those listening. You have a friend in me. Thanks, everyone, for listening. Talk to you all next time. Bye.